Okay, hey Juan, you know what time it is? I don't want to be horny. <laughs> it's time to read some fanfic. Are you excited? <laughs> no, I'm nervous and I'm scared. Um, you should be because. Oh God. I believe Ivy was the one who told us that uh, there there is yours, mine, and ours fan fiction, and we're gonna read one. But don't worry, it's rated Just one? T for teen. Yes. Yeah, so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna read a uh, a uh, yours, mine, and ours fanfic, a Sandlot fanfic. Don't worry, they're adults. Oh God. And a High School Musical 2 fanfic. Oh god, I thought it, we were just going to do one fanfic. And just for you today, Juan, all of these are about and between two men. This episode's for you, sweetie. I just dropped water on my laptop. You. Um, so I've gone through Archive of Our Own, AO3, and... Uh, I found a yours, mine, and ours fanfic. There were some that were, they had an E for explicit, Disgusting. let me tell you. But I picked this one. It's T for teen. It's about Dylan and William. They are the love interests here. Just kissing. Rem- Just kissing. Reminder that they are step siblings from yours, mine, and ours. So this is very cruel intentions. Um,. Dealing with some step-siblings, but this is what you wanted. We did throw up a poll saying, do you want this? And y'all voted for this, so. Y'all said, I want finger bang. So this is what you asked for. So, let's see. There is five chapters. So let's go ahead and dive in. No, they're not long, though. Oh, God. I don't think they're long. But again, I didn't read this through, so I have no idea what's about to happen. But I'm excited, aren't you? Oh, God. No! chapter one. (laughs) Phoebe North, remember, that's Danielle Panabaker, and Christina Beardsley. I was like, is that the location? That's the blonde one. Phoebe North and Christina Beardsley were both observant and stubborn teenage girls. They also were the kind to come up with very out-there ideas, such as the ridiculous idea that their brothers, Dylan North and William Beardsley, were in love with each other. Now, That's so out there. (laughs) Had they told anyone their assumptions, people would think they were way off base and probably consider them living in a fantasy world. Therefore, they kept it between themselves, but they knew that not even their brothers would be able to convince them that they were wrong about this. So... (laughs) So, how are we going to get them to confess about their relationship? Christina asked her stepsister in their bedroom, in as low of a voice as she could. The walls were paper- In her boudoir. The walls were paper thin, and they there were way too many people living in the house. If they spoke even just one decibel too loud, their plan would be blown. By the way, I didn't say the author. This is by Bittersweet Heartbreak. Is that their author? Is that it? Bittersweet, Heartbreak, Wonder Girl in Wonderland is what it says. Uh, anyways. Um, okay, so she's asking how they're going to get them together. I don't think anything's going on yet, answered Phoebe, laying on her bed, hands behind her head. But the signs are all there, Christina said, jumping onto Phoebe's bed. 
Phoebe Schuster's stepsister. Yeah, the signs that they're into each other. But every time they stare longingly at one another, the other isn't looking. And when the other does look, they turn away. Christina had the same realization that Phoebe did. So in order to get them to confess, we need to get them separately, right? She stretched her legs over Phoebe's and leaned her back against the wall. Of course, they'd never admit admit it in front of each other. Well, yet. We need to show them their show them sisterly support. Gently explain to them that we support their sexuality and that they love one another. When should we start? Now's a good time. The two girls smiled and walked out of the bedroom, discussing exactly what to say. That was mm. chapter one. <laughs> that those three sentences were chapter one. Yeah. Chapter two. Dylan North was okay, listening. Okay, so chapter one was basically let's tell them it's okay to be gay. Dylan North was listening to his iPod. Anyone able to hear his rock music despite headphones and sketching in his secret sketchbook. This sketchbook was the one part of his art he wouldn't let anybody see. Why? Well, this book was dedicated only because it's Bara. <laughs> only to sketches of the boy he loved. Yes, Dylan North was gay, but his brother Jimmy was the only one to know. Ooh, Jimmy's the only one that knows. <coughs> Besides Phoebe. Which was Jimmy? Jimmy was little JJ. The the black what? sibling of that family. The one with the fedora? Oh. Um Well, Jimmy Why would he know? Hold on. Well, Jimmy and Dylan's ex boyfriend. But he was long gone and therefore no longer of any importance. So the only people that knew were Jimmy, Dylan's ex-boyfriend, and now Phoebe and Christina. But that part he was sure his mother wouldn't be against. Nor the rest of the Norths for that matter. He was still unsure of the Beardsley reaction. But, oh, he said <laughs> the Republicans are going to be homophobic. But fear of how <laughs> anyone else anyone felt about his sexuality wasn't what kept him from showing off his sketches. What kept the secret sketchbook so secret was that all of the sketches were of a certain class president, roommate, stepbrother, William Beardsley. <laughs> he drew him while he was sleeping naked. The latter, the latter was at his desk, getting his papers for the next morning organized, sneaking occasional glances at his roommate. Anyone could tell they were the farthest thing why did your screen just go black? Because I'm having a heart attack. Anyone could tell they were the farthest thing from friends, and if anyone knew what fantasies William was trying to shut out of his, shut out in his head, they'd think he was disgusting, crazy, and wrong on more than one level. Not only was he having both sexual and emotional feelings for the for a guy, but due to some freak accident, courtesy of his father's marriage to Helen North, the star of these fantasies ended up being his stepbrother. Under different circumstances, they met before this. Under different circumstances, where his father wasn't so obsessed with order and perfection, and if Dylan wasn't related to him, maybe he might have a chance. But no, the fates wouldn't dare let that happen. To top it all off, Dylan's annoying as hell music was blasting so loud that William could barely hear himself think. He grinned to himself, glancing once more at his stepbrother, who was staring deeply at his sketchbook. William used the wheels on his desk chair to roll towards Dylan's bed. He reached over and yanked the headphones off his brother's head, his hand accidentally brushing against Dylan's leg. <laughs> hey, what'd you do that for? Dylan yelled, slamming his sketchbook face down on the bed and pausing his iPod. Whether he- I just want to get another feedback. 
Whether he meant why William touched Dylan's leg or why he pulled off the headphones, William was unsure, so he decided to answer the latter. It was a much safer question to answer anyways. However, he was also unsure of whether or not that was a blush reaching Dylan's face or if this was one of William's fantasies again. The la- the thing is <laughs> sorry. That thing is blasting so loud I can't even hear my own thoughts. Just wanted you to lower it, William smiled. Or was that a smirk? Dylan blushed. He actually meant the the William's hand on his leg part, but apparently William hadn't noticed that even happened. He wanted to hit himself. Of course William didn't notice. An innocent touch wouldn't be noticed by most people. The blush deepened and Dylan was sure he looked like a tomato right about now. And he hoped William didn't notice. Oh, mama. Mama. A little touch isn't noticeable. Mama, let me tell you, if someone just brushes by my wrist, I'm like, oh, you like me. You, who wrote this? Who wrote this? But alas, William's smirk grew wider and he just had to ask, why are you blushing so deeply? Of course, the mentioned blush grew even darker and Dylan grew defensive. Sorry, I had a burp. I am not blushing. It's just, um, the room is just hot. Yeah, that's it. It's hot in here. Dylan knew how stupid it's that sounded, room. but he figured a stupid answer was better than no answer. Oh my god. I can't with this. What do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> They're going to kiss. They're going to turn down the AC. If it's hot in there, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to take off all their clothes. They're going to take their clothes off. Then take off your shirt and maybe your face will return to what <laughs> William said with a shrug and what sounded like no feeling, clearly hiding the uh, the true intentions behind his words. He chose this moment to turn the back of the chair to Dylan and get back to his desk. Chill out, Dill. William Can we add Frankie to this call? <laughs> Chill out, Dill. William didn't mean it like that. If you would have kept your stupid mouth shut and not talked about how hot it is, he wouldn't have even said that, Dylan thought to himself. He did, however, take his shirt off, and due to the fact that he thought this night couldn't get any worse, it got caught on his head and muscular arms. William, I hate to bother you, but could you help? With what? Dylan could hear the chair turning and his stepbrother laughing. Oh my god. William took this opportunity to climb onto Dylan and straddle his lap. He grazed his hands up Dylan's sides and pulled the shirt over Dylan's head and arms with ease. He had learned by now to control his urges with his imagination runs wild, but this was just too much, and it might have been... This is too much. (laughs) It might have been William getting so turned on that he imagined it, but he felt a little friction in the boy underneath him. Who kissed who, both boys were unsure of, but the next second they were making out with each other on Dylan's bed, neither wanting to stop. However, pretty early on into the makeout session, <laughs> there was a pounding on the door and the knob began to turn. As two of their sisters entered the bedroom, William fell back and hit his head on the desk. <laughs> Why didn't they lock the door? <laughs> Are we interrupting something? Christina asked, she and Phoebe smiling knowingly. No, this was nothing, just... Are we interrupting something? <laughs> nothing. William walked out, throwing Dylan his shirt. With a wink to his sister... W- oh, with a wink to her sister, Christina followed her brother out. Phoebe shut the door and walked over to her brother as Dylan scrambled to put on his shirt. That's the end of the chapter. Did we walk into something, looks at man fully straddling another man like... What's going <gasps> on here? What? All right, this is chapter three. 
I don't know what's happening here, but mm, okay. so nothing. Phoebe smirked, sitting next to her brother. Shut up, Phoebes, Dylan said, finally getting his shirt back on. His sister didn't have the heart to tell him it was backwards. I'm sorry, but I'm just a little confused. I mean, rarely does a person's shirt come off during nothing, so I have to figure a little more than nothing was happening just a second ago. It was me being the world's She's biggest such a idiot. <laughs> Good job, Nancy Drew. It was me being the world's biggest idiot. Well, aren't you always, Phoebe joked, earning a glare from Dylan. After a beat of silence, she sighed softly and put her arm around her brother. No, seriously, tell me everything. I'm here for you. Dylan took a moment, closing his eyes and bracing himself. He had a feeling she'd be fine with it, but still, this was only the third person who was going to know his secret. Phoebe, I'm gay, he admitted softly. Phoebe had been running his arm soothing, rubbing his arm soothingly, and she didn't falter a bit at the confession. I don't know if this is going to make you feel better or worse, but I figured. Go on. Dylan opened his eyes and stared at her for a second. You knew? How? I can't explain it, I just had a feeling. Maybe it's just sister's intuition. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Dylan nodded, accepting it. Clearly she didn't have a- You you wanna finger bang your brother? (laughs) Clearly she didn't have a problem with him liking guys, but now to tell her which guy in particular he currently liked. Okay, I also may kind of, sort of, have feelings for William. Mm-hmm, and, Phoebe asked, still not surprised, is that really all the emotion you can gather up for this? Phoebe rolled her eyes softly, smiling. I'm sorry, she cleared her throat in faked shock, exclaiming, Oh my god, and? Dylan laughed at her obvious sure of what he'd been expecting, shaking his head and accepting that maybe she knew him that well after all. He took a deep breath and began explaining, ending off going onto a small ramble. Well, I was blasting my iPod, and then he yanked the headphones off, and I don't know if this was intentional, accidental, or in my imagination, but his hand seemed to touch my thigh for about a millisecond, and of course I started blushing a lot, and then he realized and asked why I came up with the dumb excuse, and I said that it was hot, so he told me to take off my shirt if I thought it was hot. The idiot idiot that I am, I got my shirt stuck, so he was helping me get unstuck, which is why when you guys started kissing and we... Or, which is when you guys started kissing and we walked in. Phoebe cut in. We weren't kissing. I was kissing him. There is no way that he could have been kissing me back. He's straight. And my brother. Stepbrother, Phoebe corrected him. And you'll never know how he feels about you until you ask him. What am I supposed to say, Phoebes? Hey, William, I know you're straight, but do you have any feelings for me, even though we're practically related? Totally opposite. And you'll love making my life- and you love making my life miserable? He'd tell Frank and want to move out of the bedroom. Think about these things and don't keep letting insecurities get take control. And when you realized... What? And when you've realized the truth, Phoebe got up and walked out, then leaned back into the doorway. Just tell him already. Two more chapters. Chapter four, and this is Christina and William. <laughs> Christina almost lost sight of William incredibly fast, in her opinion. It didn't make sense why he was practically running down the hall, but she supposed it was mostly just regarding his own fears. She could understand him being scared, but she didn't understand why he'd seemed almost angry when he left his bedroom. Will, Will, wait a second, would you? Because y'all ruined the moment! She asked, a little exasperated. Her brother didn't slow down, and she groaned. By the time she finally caught up, he was on the stairs up to the lighthouse. Hey, what's the rush? She asked, quietly grabbing his arm. 
The teenage boy in question stopped at the hand on his arm, sighing softly. Can I just be alone, Christina? He asked quietly. The blonde didn't want to listen at first. The plan was to get him to admit that he liked Dylan. True, the plan was now thrown for a loop with what she'd just walked in on, but still. Then again, this was her brother, one of her two best friends in the entire world, and the only one who'd been there for everything through her life. If he really wanted it to be left alone, she'd respect that. Reluctantly, she let go of his arm and nodded, until daring to ask, Are you sure? Apparently, that had been the wrong thing to ask, because William threw his hands in the air and groaned. I don't know, I don't care, he groaned, stomping up the stairs. Seeing that she hadn't exactly been told for sure to go away, Christina decided to take a chance. Take a chance on me. Uh, she followed him up the stairs and sighed, soft, sighed softly to, to herself when she realized he didn't seem to plan on lighting the lantern. Taking initiative, she did it for him before moving to sit down next to him. Do you want to talk about it? Talk about what? The fact that I'm complete, a complete imbecile and now I'm probably getting sent off to military school? Did you hear my parents in the back? What's happening? All I heard was my dad said, if you don't risk it, no biscuit. He's hearing this combo. He ships it. Uh, Christina furrowed her brows, trying to process the statement. What makes you say that? Oh, come on, Christina. There's no way that's not getting sent back to the Admiral, and he's not going to be okay with having a son who's a... He trailed off, and his sister wondered about the end of that sentence. Something told her it wasn't exactly a nice way of describing himself, and suddenly his anger seemed to make sense, in a way. Never mind, too, if Dylan's even... Christina bit her lip, thinking of a way to go about this that wouldn't set her brother off. She couldn't believe she'd been so blind to not even think about this part of the equation. She and Phoebe had just figured the two boys just didn't know the, how the other felt, or worried what would happen since they were stepbrothers. Being around the North so much... Christina had completely let, let it slip her mind that Will probably hadn't accepted his own sexuality and or wasn't ready to let it be known. Will, I understand why you think that way, but come on, you know Dad has gotten a lot less strict about everything since Helen, and she's not going to let him send you or Dylan off to military school just because you might like guys. Not to mention, I don't know how you think that little incident is going to get back to him because there's not a chance I'm going to rat you out, and I can guarantee neither are Dylan or Phoebe. William rolled his eyes. Oh, mama, but the live stream? <laughs> Naoka was filming the whole time. <laughs> um, William rolled his eyes at her response, looking out over the water that shone, the ref that shone with the reflection of the moonlight. He probably hates me. He probably doesn't, Christina reassured, moving to grab his He probably hands. wants to bang. She felt him squeeze her hand, and she returned the pressure. What am I going to do, Chris? Will's voice was barely a whisper, and he still hadn't looked back at her. The blonde took a moment to think about her advice. First and foremost, realize that there is nothing wrong with who you are or how you feel. I get that you're scared, but she cut herself off. She didn't want to say that there was nothing to be afraid of. The world is still a scary place. You're safe here. Even if you're not ready to tell the world, you have us. And if you're not ready to tell everyone, you certainly have everyone involved tonight. Most of all, Will. Me most of all, Will. Sorry. Um, her brother finally looked at her, a grateful look in his eyes and a shy smile on his face. It gave Christina encouragement to go on. That being said, you should probably go talk to Dylan. Get this thing figured out. Have that awkward talk because you can't avoid him, especially if you can't think of a good reason for you falling asleep up here if, you're, if our parents figure it out. 
Will gave a small chuckle at that. She was right. He needed to talk to Dylan about tonight. Whether he told Will... Whether he told Will he didn't really swing that way, if he did but thought of him as, as a brother, if he completely hated him, or on the off chance that he did return Will's feelings, he needed to know. Not just because he needed to sleep in his own room tonight, but for himself. Thank you, you're right. I'll just go about this like a checklist or something. First, make sure my best friend and little sister doesn't think I'm gross. Absolutely check. I can guarantee she does not, the cheerleader insisted, giving his hand another squeeze. Yes, because she likes to hear about this. Second, figure things out with Dylan. Third, can be slowly opening up to the rest of our crew and our parents. Uh, I'll figure that out. The crew? The sailing crew. Figure. I'll figure that out another time. There's no rush, Will, except maybe with the Dylan thing, seeing as you skipped over the talking before and went right to right into the kissing. She hesitantly smiled at him, trying not to laugh at the small flush that came to his cheeks. She wasn't used to him being embarrassed. Listen, I can explain that. Ugh, she grunted, rolling her eyes. She stood up and pulled him, despite him being much heavier due to his muscle. You can explain to me tomorrow. You have more pressing issues. Christina giggled a little to herself as she gently nudged him towards the stairs. He stopped at the top, mouth open to say something, but she cut him off again before he could. Just tell him already. Which is the title of this. Tell him you want to bang. The title of this fanfic is just tell him already. All right, final chapter. And the note for this. These two girls are fully like. These two girls are fully into what's happening the right note, now. They're not doing this because they support them. They're doing it because they. The want note for it this chapter happen. says, from the author says that it only took me eight years, right? It took them eight years to finish this story. What? Well, thank you, bittersweet heartbreak, for finishing this. story. Thank you for taking this long. All right, chapter five. Dylan had waited way longer than he'd hoped for. Then he'd hoped to for William to come back to the bedroom. It seemed like hours since he stormed off, and ever since Phoebe had left, all he could think about was what a bad idea this was. Part of him wondered if William wasn't even coming back to the bedroom at all, if he'd already went and told their parents he wanted a room switch or something. Phoebe's voice replayed in his head, and Dylan stopped his pacing and sat on his bed. He picked up his sketchbook and began to draw again, not having an idea in mind and just letting the markers go. In reality, the hours ticking by in Dylan's head were less than 15 minutes. William stood at their door trying to will himself. Ha. They wrote that in there. <laughs> they wrote um, ha. Ha. Into entering. He chickened out, deciding he needed to use the bathroom and then that he needed a water. After he'd finished his third glass in the kitchen and used the restroom for a second time, he finally forced himself to stop procrastinating. Beardsleys were not procrastinators. They got things down in a timely and precise manner. Oh, they! Oh, you're going to get something done. Spurred on sure. by his own pep talk, Will entered the room and shut the door behind him, bracing himself for any yelling that may come. When the room remained silent, he looked up at Dylan. The younger boy didn't make a move to look at him, but Will could see that his hand that the, his hand that held a marker almost against his ske- sketchbook had stilled. William took a deep breath and locked that door behind him, not wanting anyone to walk in on the conversation that was about to happen. Oh, the conversation or the fucking? <laughs> Stop. Dylan's eyebrow raised when he heard the click of the lock, mind immediately replaying the image of Will on top <laughs> of him. He blinked that thought away, popping the cap off the back of his marker and covering it, following, followed by a shutting of the sketchbook and sliding it under his bed. His mind was racing and he was honestly scared to look back at William, but he did, doing his best to not let on what was going on in his head. Will moved to sit on his own bed, 
tension quickly filling the large space in between the two boys. It took a few heartbeats for either to say anything, but when they did, it was at the same time and sounded too indistinct and they just kissed. with the mix of their voices. They stopped her after a few words and Dylan sighed softly. You, do you want to go first? He asked after a few mo- moments of silence. William thought it for a second. Did he? He was usually fine with taking charge, but on this, between the two of them, he felt like he might have been the one less prepared. Still, he found himself nodding and took a deep breath. I guess I'll just start with an apology. I'm sorry. Dylan furrowed his eyebrows. He didn't expect an apology. For what? The only thing he could think of was maybe that the other boy would be apologizing for leading him on, that maybe William realized Dylan's feelings after the kiss and now felt bad for encouraging them when he didn't feel the same. You were vulnerable. You were in a vulnerable state when I was helping you before. Vulnerable? Wasn't he just drawing and he got hot? <laughs> he got horny. You were in a vulnerable state when I was helping you before, and I completely took advantage and made a move on you without asking or anything. And I'm sorry. Oh, this king said consent. He said, Oopsie, "Oh wow, I didn't ask for consent to kiss you after I took off your shirt to straddle you." Um, the older boy looked down at his bed. Dylan blinked for a moment. Figures. Was Will trying to single-handedly prove that chivalry was still alive or something? Will, you know me pretty well, right? If I hadn't been okay with the move, don't you think I would have let you know? Will looked up, a little surprised, as he pierced together what was being said. So, you didn't mind? Dylan chuckled. He imagined this conversation a little more serious than it actually seemed to be. William was either really good at yanking his chain or and making him think he li- liked him back when he didn't, or his genius crush really did like him back and was actually pretty oblivious. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate the apology and wanting, <laughs> and wanting to have asked and whatnot, but yeah, I certainly didn't mind. William nodded. Okay, so does that mean... I mean, are you... Dylan waited for him to finish the sentence, but when he didn't, he decided to finish, finish it for him. Gay? Yeah, I am. He looked down at his hands and bit his lip. The first time in the course of the conversation, he'd looked away from William. I've known for a while. I haven't really told anyone yet. Jimmy knows, and now so do Phoebe and you, and I guess Christina, even though I didn't really come out to her. He shrugged, aware he was starting to ramble. It felt weird, like a weight was simultaneously off his shoulders and crushing him with just how many people were slowly finding out. Three in just one night. Um, how about you? It's okay, I guess, if you don't want to tell me. It's hard to come out with it. Wow, no pun intended. William gave a small smile. He couldn't help but find the rambling endearing. This was his crush, every bit of awkward and everything else that was in Dylan. As for his own sexuality, I'm not exactly sure. I've liked girls before, too, so I didn't think I was gay. There's more than just gay and straight, Willie, Dylan said with a shrug. Will said, what? Oh my god, this next line. Dylan is an inclusive king. You could be bi or pan, and there's demi or asexual, and you could always figure it out if you're not sure now. He took a deep breath and leaned against the wall. I'm rambling again, sorry. Oh my god, a king! Mentioning asexual and demisexual. He really said you can be all of this. A king. I would never imagine in my life. I don't think Drake Bell even knows what any of the four first letters of the acronym in the community mean. Let alone all the (laughs) others. What is L? Drake Bell, tell me what L stands for. Um, Okay. You don't need to apologize. Will bit his lip, getting off his bed. Do you mind if he trailed off with the question, motioning towards Dylan's bed? Huh? 
Oh, yeah, no problem. Dylan scooted closer to his pillows to give Will more room, not that he didn't have a good amount of space beforehand. Well, I guess now that we have a question answered, have that question answered as well as we can for now, we should focus on what happened before. Will nodded in agreement, feeling back to his old self and a lot more confident. Or at least more determined to get this out before he lost his nerve, because he was still unsure what ex- actually saying this out loud would mean. Okay, well, I guess it's been implied, but I should probably just say it. I may not know what I am. You know that when you text me, it gets in the way of the story? It swipes oh. in front of the text that I'm reading on my phone? Uh, okay. Oop. I may not know what I am, but I do. But I know I do like you, and I'm sh- not sure how long I have or well how well this would work, even if we hadn't ended up stepbrothers. But I guess it's finally time you know, for sure, before anything else happens. Dylan looked up at the older boy, who was looking at him with such an intensity, such a raw, honest emotion that he had never thought he'd get to see on Will's face. It almost took him back, but he found instead that he was drawn to it. Well then, I guess we have that in common. Will couldn't help but smirk a little, finding an opening to tease the other. You like yourself too? Dylan rolled his eyes, playing pun- playfully punching Will in the upper arm. Jerk, you know what I meant. I like you too, and I don't know how this... He gestured in between them, realizing with that motion just how little space was actually between them, is supposed to work. Will nodded again, slower this time. Well, Christina's advice was to figure out this out before worrying about all the specifics of it. Dylan raised an eyebrow at the taller of the two. You not worry about specifics? Fair was fair. He needed to get his own snark. Oh, shut up. There. This was a lot more like them. A lot less serious. That part could wait for another time. Or what, Beardsley? This was Will and Dylan, trading snide remarks remarks back and forth. Or I'll have to make you north, but with a touch of flirty and that damn smirk Will wore had gotten a bit more predatory. Ew. He <laughs> wasn't sure what it, what it said about him, that it was stirring something in him. He cheekily looked Will up and down, defiant as ever. I dare you to try. Will raised an eyebrow. Oh yeah? Well, he did it. Well, he did know Dylan was up for it, and he had locked the door after all. He slowly leaned over and, <laughs> oh my God. and almost pulled back as Dylan had started moving back. However, when the shorter boy had settled himself into the pillows with a smirk of his own, Will took that as a good sign. Hovering over the other boy, I can't he slowly leaned down, but instead of going straight for the lips, he, cleaned in, he leaned in closer to his ear. Dylan snaked his arms around Will, biting his lip in anticipation for whatever it was Will was planning. By the way, he heard his stepbrother whisper. Dylan shivered at the hot breath at his ear and the, sh- and the hand that had found its way to his chest. You put your shirt on. Shirt back on backwards, Will finished, hand pulling the tag that was incorrectly at Dylan's front instead of the back out, and laughing as laughing a bit as he pulled away from Dylan's ear. He teasingly moved further back and began to get up off the bed, back to Dylan, but and, and began to get up off the bed, back to Dylan, and smirk widening when the other boy protested a little too loud. Will, you jerk, get back here. Now. Wilson would look over his shoulder, eyebrow raised, and smirk still in place. Make me. And that's it. <laughs> I think thou thou protests too much. And that was it. So that was just tell him already. Um by You know they banged by later. Bittersweet heartbreak. 
Um, oh, they also have a Harry Potter Too fanfic. much. Too much. <laughs> no. Anyway, so that was that one. Thoughts? Ew. <laughs> Too crazy. I've seen a lot of documentaries that are like step siblings. I'm pretty sure Dennis Quaid would not be okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, also, T, I have a class in 10 minutes. A class? I have a lesson with the music. Why didn't you tell me you had a class? I literally didn't look at the time. Oh my god. Okay, then we'll stop and we'll do the, the Sandlot and the other one later, okay? So we're back here on a different day. <laughs> a different day, a different time. A new source of stress. We're back here uh, to read more fanfic because last time, what happened? You were like, oh, I have to do a work call in 10 minutes. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I had to teach my kids so we, a lesson. We had read, um, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> We read, what did we read? Oh, Yours, Mine, and Ours fanfic. Yeah, we read how they were straddling each other on that chair. And then the sisters came in and were like, what's going on here? And then they ran away. And then at the end, they were like, what do we do now? Now that we're both in love. And they started stripping. I don't know that that's how that ended. Um, They maybe not have been. So we have two more fanfics to read, and this next one is going to be about the Sandlot. Don't worry. Oh, God. So it's about Benny and Smalls. Who are they? Your OTP. Oh, the children. Yes, but in this, they're in um, their teens. They're, like, going to college. Okay. So it's not two teens, or two, like, children. Um. But this fanfic, it's on, again, it's on Archive of Our Own, AO3. It is by Caroline Crane, and it's called Gravity. And it's just one long Gravity. chapter. Like one Isn't long, that that song? It's like a one shot. Gravity? From Into the Woods, Gravity. That's not it. Okay. Okay, here we go. So remember, Scotty is Smalls. That was his nickname. And then Mm -hmm. Benny is Benny, obviously. Okay. Here we go. This is for you, Juan. Because (gasps) you were the one that started shipping them. Okay. This is scary. Scotty had already accepted his place at Berkeley when Benny got a full ride to UCLA. I said they were about to go to college. Berkeley and a full ride to UCLA? It was a baseball scholarship, which came as a surprise to exactly no one, except maybe Benny himself. And Scotty was happy for him, maybe happier than anybody. But that didn't change the fact that he was going to miss Benny while he was up in Berkeley and Benny was in L.A. On the day Scotty's folks drove him up to school, Benny showed up in his driveway, baseball cap pulled down low over his forehead, and his scuffed sneakers kicking at the pavement while he waited around for Scotty to put the last of his luggage in the car. When Scotty finally ran out of excuses to put off the moment he had to say goodbye, goodbye, Benny stepped forward. Then he grabbed Scotty and pulled him forward and hugged him harder than he'd ever hugged Scotty, even when Scotty oh, yeah. actually managed to hit the ball during their high school games. Oh, they played high school baseball together. Mm. 
Scotty hugged him back just as hard, face pressed into the warmth of Benny's neck and breathing in. If Benny noticed, Scotty figured he'd forgive him, because it would be at least a few months before Scotty saw him again, and that was a long time to go without his best friend in his corner. Don't take any crap from any of those science nerds, Benny said, the words warm against Scotty's ear, and he, and he squeezed Benny even tighter. I am one of those science That's nerds. That's a power move. Scotty reminded him, and when Benny laughed and let him go, it was all Scotty could it was all Scotty could not do not to drag him back in. I'll see you at Christmas, Benny said. One hand lifted in a wave as Scotty climbed into the back seat. Not if I see you first. <laughs> Scotty called, called out the window. Then he turned in his seat to watch Benny laugh as they drove away. Scotty wrote a couple times over his semester, but between his class schedule and the hour's worth of homework, his teachers piled on him every day. He didn't have a lot of time for keeping up with the guys back home. For his part, Benny sent him a postcard of the beach, the words, Greetings from L.A., printed across the bottom in, in sunset orange. Just Ooh. thought you should know what you're missing, Benny wrote, his barely legible handwriting taking up most of the space on the back of the card. He's illiterate. If Scotty ran his fingers over the letter letters for a second before he stuck the postcard up on his mirror... His mouth? There On his mirror... Oh. There was no one around to see him, so he didn't feel weird about it. Still, he missed Benny all the time. When he finally got home for Christmas, he was glad to see Benny in the drive waiting in the driveway for him and that he was out of the car for him that he was out of the car completely before it stopped. Scotty didn't he like tucked and rolled out of the car. He said bye. Out of the moving car. Um uh, Scotty didn't worry about how it would look before he threw his arms around Benny, and when Benny hugged him back the same way he had the last time they saw each other, Scotty grinned against his shoulder and his closed eyes. Man, I thought you'd never get home, Benny said, and his voice was soft like maybe he didn't even realize he was talking out loud. Scotty's heart so loud. Scotty's heart skipped a beat anyway, and he wasn't sure what it meant exactly, but he just held on tighter and hoped Benny wouldn't let go too soon. So oh, Mama, are, you know what it means. So how are the science nerds? Benny asked later when Scotty finally managed to escape his mother long enough to meet up with him at the sandlot. Scotty shrugged. Because school was fine, but the truth was he spent most of his time missing Benny. Okay, how's life as a big-time college baseball star? Benny snorted a laugh and threw an arm around Scotty's shoulders. Not all it's cracked up to be. He glanced over at Scotty, and when their eyes met, Scotty's heart drummed hard inside his chest. Benny's smile faltered a little, eyes a little darker than they'd been a second ago, and Scotty swallowed hard and tried not to move. He wasn't sure what he was expecting Benny to do next, but before he could find out someone was calling <gasps> But before he could find out someone was calling their names. Then Damn Benny's it. arm was gone and he was waving at the guys as they tore across the field on their bikes. The next thing Scotty knew he was at bat, hands sweaty for no good reason where he gripped the bat. Benny was smirking at him from the pitcher's mound, and when he winked just before he tossed the ball, Scotty swung wide and whisked, missed by a mile. You're out of practice, Smalls, Benny said, lifting his glove to catch the ball without even looking. Too much science, not enough baseball. Scotty let out a nervous laugh and didn't bother telling Benny that his lack of coordination had nothing to do with science. Yeah, it's the fact that he was gay. You're probably right, he said, swinging the bat back onto his shoulder and hoping none of the guys could tell that it had everything to do with Benny. 
So we've got the same spring break, Benny said later, after the guys had all gone home for dinner. They walked back to their neighborhood more slowly than usual, and even though neither of them had said anything, Scotty got the feeling Benny was just as reluctant to say goodbye as he was. Yeah, well, technically we kind of go to the same school, Scotty pointed out. Benny No! There's UCLA and then UC Berkeley. Scotty goes to UC Berkeley. Oh, I thought he went to Berkeley, the school of music, and he said, excuse? <laughs> In, like, Boston or whatever? Yes. No. I um, was confusion. <laughs> anyway, he says for science, not for music. Musical science, music theory. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, or no, Benny grinned, then he took it, shook his head and let out a little laugh that made Scotty's stomach feel tight. Sure doesn't feel like it. Scotty had no idea what to say that wouldn't come out sounding way too much like, I miss you. And even though he had a feeling Benny wouldn't mind, he couldn't bring himself to say it. So instead he just nodded, shoulder brushing against Benny's as they reached the top of their street. When they got to the corner, Benny stopped, and when Scotty realized he had stopped, realized it, he stopped and turned back to look at him. What? Spring break's right in the middle of baseball season, Benny said, which means I have to stay at school instead of coming home. <gasps> no. Wait. The conflict. But, but maybe he can go to baseball season <laughs> instead of going home. And then they can be together. You hate your voice right now. Oh, Scotty said, his heart sinking at the thought of not seeing Benny again until summer. That was six oh, months, no. a whole entire half year. And he wasn't sure he could make it that long. Yeah. Wait, Mama, spring break is six months? He's saying that was his last chance to see him again. Like, if he what doesn't see summer? him over spring... Oh! Okay. Yeah, Benny said... Got it. Hand on the back of his neck and kind of rubbing. And Scotty had never actually been jealous of somebody's hand before. What? What? <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, jealous because I guess it touches Ding Dong. I'm jealous of your own hand touching your own neck. Um. Anyways, so I was thinking, you know, if you don't have plans with the science nerds, maybe you'd want to come to UCLA and hang out. I'll have to go to practice every day, but you could come watch if you want, and then we could hang out. Oh, Scotty said again, warmth rising up his neck and into his cheeks at the thought of a whole week, well, almost, alone with Benny. Yeah, okay. You think your mom will go for it? Benny asked, and he actually sounded kind of nervous. Sure, I mean, we're in college now. She can't expect me to come home for every single break, right? Neither of them actually believed that, but Benny grinned anyway, arms sliding around Scotty's shoulders again to steer him towards his house. Good. They had to say goodbye again way too soon, but somehow the thought of a whole week with Benny during spring break made it a little easier for Scotty to go back to school. He spent the next three months distracted and unfocused and barely keeping his head above water in his classes. But the truth was he didn't care all that much. All that much. He was good at science, but he didn't love it. Not the way he loved baseball. And, well, Benny. <laughs> Admitting to Okay, his... question. Okay. What year was the Sandlot? Like, what year was it in the Sandlot? Oh, it was like 1952 or something. Okay, so theoretically, it's so only 1960-something. Wait, no, it can't be. Hmm. 
Because Bozer, what what is his name? The the stupid white kid that said he got lost in the seventies. He got really into the sixties. But wasn't it the sixties when the when it was the time in the Sandlot? No, nineteen fifty-two. Oh. And if this is like eight years later, or I don't know how old they were. Say they were like twelve, fourteen. Okay, then it's like maybe six years later. Mm-hmm. Seven, I don't know. I'm thinking about the legality of being gay, <laughs> gay in, in that time. Sixties. Okay, admitting to himself that he loved Benny wasn't so weird. They were best friends after all, and they'd been practically inseparable all through high school. But it made the thought of staying in, but it made the thought of ba- staying in Benny's dorms dorm room with him for a whole week even more nerve wracking. And by the time spring break actually rolled around, he could barely think about it without wanting to throw up. He caught a ride to L.A. with someone who'd posted it on the ride board at the student union. It was a lot easier to small talk with a stranger than try to get his folks to drive all the way up to Berkeley just to drop him off at UCLA. And Mama, anyway, that's a serial killer. And anyway, it was kind of nice not having to talk about why he was giving up a weekend home to stay in another dorm room with Benny. What is this? When Harry met Sally? Oh, we're going to drive mm. to this city together from our college. Why? Friends go to each other's colleges all the time. I wish the dad was in the story. Dennis Quaid? Dennis the Menace. What's his name? Dennis Leary. Oh. Okay. He had a feeling his mom knew the reason already, but she hadn't come right out and said it. And Scotty wasn't was planning to avoid talking about it for as long as he could. After all, there wasn't even anything to talk about yet. So until there was, there was no reason to bring it up. Just the thought that there might be something to talk about at some point made Scotty's stomach turn, and he had no idea if it was the thought of talking to his mother about his love life or the thought of having a love life that made him want to throw up. His mom said, you like butt stuff? The ride to UCLA took longer than he planned, thanks mainly to LA traffic, but Benny was standing on the sidewalk where he'd agreed to meet Scotty anyway, hands in his pockets and bouncing on his heels like he was having a hard time standing still. Scotty thanked his ride again and climbed out of the car, dropping his bag on the sidewalk and letting Benny sweep him into a tight hug. Hi, he said when Benny finally let go, and he <laughs> knew he was grinning like an idiot, but so was Benny. Hi! Hey, I thought you'd never get here. Traffic, Scotty said, gesturing vaguely in the direction of the highway, as he watched Benny pick up his bag and swing it over his shoulder. A familiar arm slid around his shoulders, and Scotty let himself lean into Benny's side as he steered them back in the direction of campus. It was kind of weird walking down the street in a strange city with Benny's armed wrap, ra- arm wrapped around him. It was the one thing in their it was one thing in their neighborhood. Scotty had always felt safe there, even before they knew the beast was totally harmless. But this was a big city filled with strangers, and none of them knew Scotty and Benny and everything they'd been through. They didn't know how long Benny and Scotty had been friends, or the way Benny had his had had his back practically since the moment they met. They didn't know how amazing Benny was, not just at baseball, but at being a best friend. But nobody seemed all that concerned about two college kids wandering down the street together, and after a couple blocks, Scotty even managed to relax enough to enjoy the weight of Benny's arm on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Benny's dorm room looked pretty much the same as Scotty's, not that he was all that interested in the accommodations. They'd spent the walk back to the dorm, comparing notes on the semester, Benny going on about the baseball team and how hard it was to keep up with classes and practice, and Scotty trying to sound enthusiastic about studying biology and physics. 
The longer he was away from Benny, the harder it was to focus on school, and he knew how pathetic that was, but knowing it hadn't changed it any. The truth was he just wanted to be wherever Benny was while they while they were in college, and then later, wherever Benny's future took him. Scotty knew what his folks would say if they heard him say it out loud. They'd tell him not to be stupid, that he could be friends with Benny and still live his own life. Only somewhere along the way, Benny had become his, become his life, and his only real worry was that Benny would say, as was what Benny would say if Scotty said it out loud. He was distracted all through dinner, then the tour of camp as Benny insisted on. It felt a little like he was delaying the moment when they found themselves alone in Benny's dorm room, again, with no roommates around to interrupt and no parents to call them <laughs> Not even the comforting warmth of Benny's arm, which seemed to be magnetically attached to his shoulders, was enough to stop the nervous tremor in his stomach. Scotty nodded distracting- distractedly as Benny pointed out some building, the library, he was pretty sure. And when the hand on his shoulder squeezed, he flinched and looked over. What's with you today? Benny asked, and if Scotty didn't know better, he would have thought Benny sounded a little hurt. Usually you like all this education stuff. I do, Scotty lied, because the truth was that he didn't care about the library, but if it was important to Benny, it was important to him. It's just been a long day, with the drive and all. He could tell Benny didn't believe him, but he let it go anyway and steered them back in the direction of the dorm. It wasn't all that late, but Scotty mumbled an excuse about getting ready for bed anyway. Then he grabbed his toothbrush and his pajamas and disappeared down the hall to the bathroom. He locked himself in a stall and changed his clothes, and when he came out again, he spotted Benny standing at a sink, clad in a pair gray of sweatpants and a sleeveless undershirt. Oh, Oh, mama, mama, gray sweatpants? Oh, mama, you have, oh! (laughs) And a sleeveless undershirt and brushing his teeth. Scotty swallowed at the sight, cheeks flushing as he dragged his gaze away from Benny and headed for the sink where he'd left his own toothbrush. He could feel Benny's gaze on him as he brushed his teeth, and he wished suddenly that he'd brought something less dorky to sleep in than a pair of striped pajamas. Your mom picked those out? Benny asked, raising an eyebrow when Scotty glanced over at him, and now he was really blushing. He nodded and spit into the sink, then he rinsed his toothbrush and ran a towel over his mouth. And he wasn't embarrassed, because they were just pajamas, but the way Benny looked at him made his skin feel too hot and too tight all at the same time. Red's, yeah. your, <laughs> red's your color, Benny said, fingers fingers lingering on the cuff of Scotty's sleeve for a second. And maybe he was talking about the pajamas, but he could just he could just as easily have been talking about the flush in Scotty's cheeks. A second later, Benny let go of him, and Scotty took a deep breath and willed his blush to subside as he followed Benny out the bathroom back to his dorm room. When they got there, Scotty sat down on the bed Benny's roommate had vacated for the week because he had no idea how he was going to sleep in the same room as Benny, but he was willing to spend the whole night pretending if it meant he could avoid embarrassing himself any more for one day. Only before he had the chance to say he was tired and he was just going to call it a night, the mattress dipped and Benny settled down next to him, the eye pressed against Scotty's and the hand reaching out to rest on Scotty's arm. What gives, Smalls? Come on, you can tell me. I'm fine, Scotty lied. For a second, he pictured turning into Benny, pushing forward and pressing his lips against Benny's, just so he'd finally know what it felt like. He wasn't even sure how long he'd been wondering. Forever, it seemed. Maybe even before- Because he was actually doing it. Maybe even before he knew that that was something boys did together sometimes. Okay, sometimes. 
Come on, Scotty, I know you, Benny said, shoulder-bumping Scotty's as he leaned in, and Scotty closed his eyes for a second and breathed out to try to steady his pulse. I just... I miss you so much, Scotty whispered, and before he could talk himself out of it, he slid his hand up to close around (laughs) Benny's, where it was still resting on his forearm. He caught Benny's fingers and slid them between his own, resting on Scotty's thigh, and when Benny didn't pull away, Scotty ventured a glance in his direction. (gasps) Benny was watching him, his dark eyes dark the way they had been that day on the baseball field back at christmas then you realize he's a demon when they'd seen each other again for the first time in months and scotty knew what it meant now knew it and wanted to cry with relief great gay (laughs) benny's free hand landed on his cheek easing scotty forward until he could feel the warmth of benny's breath on his lips yeah me too Uh He wasn't sure who moved first. Maybe it was Benny, or maybe Scotty finally lost that last shred of control over his emotions and pressed forward, lips parting against Benny's and sighing into the kiss. Benny's hand slid into his hair, tilting his head just a little to fit their mouths together like he'd been thinking about this for as long as Scotty had. Benny's arms slid around his back, easing him I'm tired of all this sliding. (laughs) Benny's arms slid around his back, easing him onto the mattress until Scotty was stretched out underneath him. The whole time, Benny kept kissing him, lips parted and breathing hard through his nose like he was afraid to let go, even for a second. Somehow, Scotty's arms found their way around Benny's neck, tugging him close and sliding a leg over Benny's thigh to hold him there. A groan escaped Benny, and his hand landed on Scotty's thigh, pulling his leg even further up and dragging a moan out of him. Still, he kept kissing (gasps) Scotty like he was making up for lost time, and Scotty knew exactly how that felt. Benny, he murmured, but the sound was swallowed by the kiss, and he knew if they didn't stop soon, he wouldn't be able to. Scotty dragged his mouth away from Benny's forehead pressed against his shoulder and then realized... For the first so, time, what the fuck kind of position are they in? Benny They're like playing like against Benny. Benny, ow. Yeah, Benny said. Then okay. And a second later, he was rolling off Scotty to stretch out next to him, arm across his waist to hold him close. They were both breathing heavy. Benny's head pressed against Scotty's shoulder, and Scotty's gaze fixed on the ceiling above him. He wasn't sure how long they stayed that way—a few minutes, maybe, or possibly an entire lifetime. All Scotty knew was that Benny yeah. was warm and solid and holding him like he was afraid to let go, and the last thing Scotty wanted to do was get away. I've been thinking, Scottily, Scotty, Scottily? Scottily! I've been thinking, Scotty finally said, turning until he could see the top of Benny's head. When he spoke, Benny pulled away from his shoulder, pushing up one elbow to look down at him. When he leaned in and brushed a kiss across Scotty's lips, Scotty let him, his hand coming up, to the rest to rest on the arm still wrapped around his waist yeah benny said warm against his mouth and even that was enough to make scotty forget what he'd been talking about i've been thinking about about my major scotty said leaning up to brush his lips across benny's before he could remind himself why it was a bad idea i'm gonna major in baseball then he kissed fingers curling around the edge of his pajamas like he was working hard not to push for more about changing it, I mean, to journalism. Really, Ben? <gasps> voice clear now, and he pushed up to look down at Scotty. I thought you wanted to be a doctor. My mom wants me to be a doctor, Scotty answered, reaching up with his free hand to touch Benny's jaw. I, 
I just want to be with you. I want to be a sports journalist so he can report on the game while he watches his man. <laughs> Scotty. Scotty, Benny murmured, voice a little rough, and Scotty expected him to pull away, to back off, and make up some excuse about why Scotty should go back to Berkeley and forget about him. Instead, Benny pressed forward again, lips brushing Scotty's before he pulled back just far enough to press their foreheads together. You know how long I've been waiting to hear you say that? Scotty didn't- What kind of game are these two playing? Scotty didn't- All this brushing, all these lips just- The amount of times that brushing and arms have been in this story- Sliding and all this brushing. Can we just pound town? <laughs> Scotty didn't point out that Benny could have said it himself anytime, that there was no reason he needed to wait around for Scotty to admit it first. But he didn't feel like arguing about which one of them was braver, just like he didn't feel like arguing about what he was supposed to do with his life. All he wanted was for Benny to want him around as much as Scotty wanted to be around. UCLA has got a really good broadcast journalism program, Scotty said. Better than Berkeley's even. Yeah, Benny said, pulling back until he could really look at Scotty. You mean it? You'd really transfer here? Scotty nodded a little too emphatically, hands on Benny's shoulders to tug him back down. He turned on his side to face Benny, reaching up to bury his fingers in Benny's hair. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to give up your scholarship. Benny shook his head and pressed forward, lips brushing Scotty's again. I would, you know. Scotty let out a sigh and pressed forward, kissing Benny hard this time. They both knew Scotty would never ask him to leave UCLA and his entire future, but the fact that he would, that he'd just been waiting for Scotty to ask, made it a lot easier to think about leaving Berkeley and the future his mom had been planning for him for so long. These gays are dumb. But will it be okay, Scotty said, his hands on Benny's face to trace the curve of his cheek, with the baseball team and all? Benny turned his face into Scotty's touch, eyes closed for a second before he looked down at Scotty again. His hand slid under Scott's pajama top until he found skin, pressed palm, palm <gasps> pressed flat he had against, to find skin? against his back to drag him closer. Since when do I care what anybody thinks, he asked, and when he grinned, Scotty couldn't help smiling back. It wouldn't be that easy, Benny knew it as well as Scotty did, but as long as they were both willing to try, Scotty could believe they'd be okay. And that's it. Interesting. So both these gays are dumb. <laughs> Wait, did Benny give up being baseball? No, he was saying I would if you asked me to, but no. Why? So he was saying he would transfer there. Oh my god. These are Listen, I can't relate, but <laughs> I wish there was more uh, ever since you brought up the time period, I was wishing that there was like something about the sixties in there. The drama. The kaflama of it all. They go to a march. They're at That wouldn't have happened yet. (laughs) Um, they could have died at Stonewall. If they did a time jump. Benny Rodriguez died at Stonewall. (laughs) No one was killed at Stonewall. Stonewall. No one was killed at Stonewall? How'd you feel about that one? About Benny and the Smalls? Too much sliding. Too much sliding, too much brushing. Okay, but if we think about it through a historical lens, this kind of makes more sense. Because why would they start finger banging (laughs) if finger banging wasn't even like a thing back then? You know what I mean? That's why I wish there was... I want a sequel part where, like, 
They're like at Stonewall. <laughs> where they're like at a restaurant and someone is homophobic and Benny beats someone up. Or Scotty throws the first punch. What? He throws the first punch and they run away. Yeah. It would just be interesting to see. I know we have so many sad stories about homophobia already. But but what's one more? But who was happy in the 60s when they were gay? No one. Me. I wasn't born yet. In another life. Okay. I was in the void. This last fanfic we're reading is from High School Musical 2. It is about Chad and Ryan. (sighs) Okay. Everyone's faves. And it's called I Don't Dance. It was written. Let's see what these bottom boys have to say. Again, this is on AO3, Archive of Our Own. It's by Local Space Lesbian. The summary here says. After a very interesting baseball game, Chad learned something new about himself. Oh, excuse me? Isn't this exactly what I was saying? Is this explaining why they don't have the same clothes? I don't know. I haven't read this. But again, it's all just like one long story. There's no like chapters. I'm hearing like a banging. I'm hearing a loud noise. It sounds like King Kong is walking down my street. What the hell? Every day when you're walking down the street. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So here we go. I Don't Dance by Local Space Lesbian. Here we go. (coughs) Clear your throats. Hey, Evans. Ryan turned around at the sound of Chad's voice. Where are you going? Ryan gave him a confused look and gestured behind him. To shower? Chad tilted his head to the side. The locker rooms are that way. He pointed his thumb in the direction and all the other players had all the other players had gone. Yeah, the staff locker rooms, he raised his eyebrow. Did you forget that my parents own this place? He smirked and they then turned to keep walking the way he had been. Chad rolled his eyes and started walking alongside him. Figures Evans would be too good to shower with everyone else. So, and I'm- I wouldn't want to shower with everyone else either. (laughs) Bye. So, and I'm still not saying I'm gonna dance, but if I do, how do we know we can trust you, you know, that you aren't still spying for your sister? You saw how fast Char dropped me as soon as she managed to convince Troy to do the show with her. If she doesn't care about me, why should I care about her? Chad just shrugged. He doesn't- he wasn't sure he'd ever be able to understand the Evans twins relationship. For some reason, though, he felt like he could trust Ryan, at least for now. The two of them kept walking in a comfortable silence. They went inside and down a hallway where they came across a door with a gold star on it that said Ryan Evans on it. He has his own bathroom. (laughs) Ryan unlocked the door and pushed it open before looking back at Chad with his eyebrow raised. You coming in? Chad suddenly realized what was happening. Um, Ryan rolled his eyes and went in. Chad followed. It was a huge dressing room. There was a soft-looking couch, a vanity covered in makeup and hair products, most of which Chad wouldn't be able to name if he tried, a huge mirror above it, and a wardrobe next to it. The bathroom's over there. What'd you say? Chad can't read. Um, the bathroom's over there. He pointed to a door on the other side of the room. You can go first. Chad nodded and walked into the nicest bathroom he had ever seen in his life. The shower was huge. It took him a few seconds to figure it out. He showered quickly, and when he was done, he found a towel, which was maybe the softest thing he ever felt, and dried off. He wrapped the towel around his waist, grabbed his clothes, and left the room. You know, to save time, not because he was lazy and the towel was so ridiculously soft. What? 
When he walked into the main room, Ryan stood up from the couch wearing a robe, and the look Ryan gave him definitely didn't make Chad blush and look down self- Look down self-consciously. Nope, Ryan didn't say anything as he walked past Chad into the bathroom. Chad started- This is written very <laughs> weird. I'm, like, very confused as to who is where and what is happening. Chad started getting dressed when he, when he saw Ryan's clothes sitting on the floor. And the girls are I- popping off again. When he had an idea. And maybe it was a dumb idea, but hey, no one ever said he was smart. He was fixing Got his him. hair in the mirror when he heard the bathroom door open and looked over. He's- Oh, so it's saying he picked up his clothes and tried them on. Chad saw Did them they shower or not? Thought, ooh, I'll just try these on. Okay, interesting. Chad, I think Chad finished his shower, and now Ryan went to go do his shower. But Ryan's clothes that he was in were on the floor, and Chad picked him up and said, I should just try these on. Word. Weird. Um... Chad started getting dressed when he saw Ryan's clothes sitting on the floor and he had an idea, and maybe it was a dumb idea, but hey, no one ever said he was smart. Yeah. He was fixing his hair in the mirror when he heard the bathroom door open and looked over. He held out his arms, feigning confidence as he spun in a circle. How do I look? Ryan smirked and tilted his head to the side. As he walked closer, Chad was also aware of his eyes on him and had to remind himself that he had literally asked for this. Well, you don't quite pull off the look as well as I do. Chad tried to hit him, but Ryan easily dodged him. Besides, you're missing something. At Chad's confused look, confused look, Ryan looked around, found his hat, and put it on Chad's head before smiling at him. There, now you look almost as good as me. Chad just rolled his eyes. Ryan looked over at Chad's clothes that were lying on the floor by the couch. So does this mean I get to wear your clothes? Chad shrugged. He hadn't really thought that far ahead. If you want... Ryan smirked and bent down to pick them up. He looked up at Chad like he was waiting for something. Chad blushed and turned around. He saw his hat on the ground and bent down to pick it up. When Ryan told him he was done, he turned around. He walked up to Ryan and put the hat on him, tilting it to the side the way he knew Ryan always wore his hats. Remember Ooh. that was such a, pl- a thing in the movie? Where his dad oh, said, dad's like, adjust your hat, yeah. His dad said, this is homo. You need this to wear is homo. Straight. He said. He said. Hold up. He's hold, He said. This Long is homo. Hat right now. This is straight. Yeah. Why is this hat so small on me? You just have a big head, and that's okay. I'll never wear my Pepsi Edge hat. <laughs> um. Ryan smiled and gestured to the door. Shall we? Sorry for Marty, who's barking in the background we love him he's getting interested in this um chad nodded and followed him outside to where everyone had already started eating at the tables next to the baseball diamond ryan sat down at the table while chad got them both food for before sitting next to him taylor made some offhand comment about chad's hat and kept shooting the two of them weird looks of course taylor would understand what's up but he as he was quickly distracted Oh, but Chad didn't really think anything of it as he was quickly distracted by asking Ryan when he got so good at baseball. And if they were sitting closer, then they probably needed to... And if they were sitting closer, then they probably needed to while they were talking and joking with their friends and stealing each other's food. Well, no one said anything. Okay. After a while, Gabriella invited all the wildcats over to her house for a little after party. Ooh, a deleted scene. There was an after party. Uh, wait, didn't they say that? At Gabriella's house? 
Oh. Oh, at Gabriela Montoya's house. Come Montoya? Um, okay, Gabriela invited all the Wildcats over to her house for a little after party, and he, Ryan, and Gabriela all got in Taylor's car so she could drive them, while the others got into their own cars to follow them. When they walked into the house, all laughing at some joke Ryan had told, Gabriella's mom happily welcomed them. I love her. I'm glad she's here. She <laughs> in- said gays. Introducing herself to Ryan, who was the only one she hadn't met yet. And, of course, he was the perfect <laughs> gentleman, charming her easily with a smile and a comment about her lovely home. Oh, okay, yes. They do say... That's why he says her mom makes the best brownies. Is because... They probably did go to Gabriella's house after. Anyway. The timeline. The timeline. The timeline. The, 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 the continuity here. The shirt. And then the Troy clothes. thought Ryan and Gabriella hooked up at her house. <laughs> and he said, yeah, oh, I know. Little did the you know that Ryan and Chad were finger banging. She said that she was about to start making brownies and Zeke immediately jumped and offered to help. The rest of them all sat in the living room and continued talking. Chad noticed Taylor give... Chad noticed Taylor give him a weird look when he sat down next to Ryan, but he didn't know what it meant, so he ignored it. He was glad that Ryan seemed to be fitting in with the rest of the Wildcats, and he had to admit that he looked good in Wildcat Red. When Miss Montez and Zeke brought the brownies out, no one even bothered to wait for them to cool before they devoured them. Ryan said they were were the best brownies he had ever had, and Chad had to agree. After a while, Miss Montez, as politely as possible, kicked them all out. <laughs> Chad hadn't even get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Chad hadn't even realized how much time had passed or how late it was getting. Taylor gave him and Ryan a ride home. She dropped off Ryan first, and Chad really shouldn't s- still be surprised by how rich the Evans family was. But damn, their house was huge. Ryan gave them both a friendly wave before walking up to the house, and Chad and Taylor both waved back. As soon as he was gone, Taylor's smile dropped, and the car suddenly felt very tense. Chad was confused. She, oh, she's about to be like, what's going on here? What is this? What is going on? Oh, she's going to pull a, she's going to pull a, the sisters from, what? From what? Bye. I don't know. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> she just started driving, not saying anything. Chad had no idea what was happening, but he felt like maybe she was mad at him. He thought over everything he had done that day to try to figure out why, but he couldn't think of anything. Eventually, he figured he should just ask her. He looked over at her nervously. Are you mad at me? She rolled her eyes. Figured it out, did you? He gave her a confused look. Did I do something? She shot him an incredulous look before quickly looking back at the road. You and Ryan disappeared and came back wearing each other's clothes. What am I supposed to think happened? It took Chad a second to realize what she was implying. Wait, you think... He shook his head. What? No. I'm not... I don't... He shook his head again, starting to get defensive. I just thought it would be... I just thought it would be funny to switch clothes. Nothing happened. Why would you even think that? She sighed. Gee, I don't know. Maybe it was the way he was all over you all night. He was practically sitting on your lap, Chad. He couldn't believe what he was hearing. He's a touchy person. He was like that with Gabriella, too. She shook her head. No, he wasn't. Not like he was with you. And he's... She shook her head. And it's not just him. It's you. The car slowed to a stop in front of Chad's house. She put the car in park and turned to him with a serious look. Look, we both know Troy doesn't have any reason to be jealous of Ryan. But do I? Ooh. 
He reached over and held her hands. Of course not. I like you. I like dating you. Look, Ryan's my friend, and I'm shocked to even be calling him that right now. But that's all he is. I promise. I'm not... He sighed. I like you. A lot. Okay? He smiled at her, and she smiled back through... Though there was still something a bit uncertain in her eyes. She nodded. Okay. Chad exhaled in relief. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. She nodded. He, le- he leaned over and kissed her. Good night. Good night, Wildcat. She smiled at him as he got out of the car. And then she ran him over. No. <laughs> no. Um, he, he gave her a smile before closing the door and walking into his house. That night, Chad had trouble sleeping. He couldn't stop thinking about what Taylor had said. Did Ryan like him? He knew Ryan was gay, but it had always seemed kind of abstract. He had never really thought much about it before now. Abstract? Is Ryan a painting? He's a Van Gogh. <laughs> no, wait. He's a... He's a, he's a he's Jackson a, Pollock. No, ew, fuck he's that a Picasso. man. He's a... There we go. That's the one. That's the one! Um, let's see. He had never really thought about it much before now. At least not about Ryan actually liking a guy, let alone him. Why didn't that bother him as much as he felt like it should? He's like, why am I not homophobic enough about this? Why am I not pissed that this man wanted to touch me? Okay, T though, I like am so comfortable with some of my guy friends that I'll be like, around them. And like, they're, they'll be with their girlfriends and they'll fully like be like, yeah, I can't say it. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Anyways, um... But I don't, because I respect what their relationships and, um, what's it called? Um, personal space. Consent. Did he like Ryan? No, that was ridiculous. He wasn't gay. He didn't like guys. He liked girls. He had always liked girls. He liked Taylor, right? At least he had, but did he still? Things had been a bit weird between them lately. Like, maybe his feelings for her were starting to fade. Marty, shut up. No, that's um, in the story. Could that happen? It's not like he had any reason not to like her. But lately, he'd just been, he just didn't like being with her as much as he had when they first started dating. He thought that had just been because the honeymoon, honeymoon phase was over, but maybe it was more than that. Maybe he just didn't like her anymore. At least, not like that. But he had once, and it's not like she had been the first girl he'd ever liked or dated, so he knew that he liked girls. But that doesn't mean you can't also like guys, a voice in the back of his head reminded him. Who is it? Kenny Ortega? (laughs) Kenny Ortega's floating head pops up in the sequence. Hello. Bisexuality is real, Chad. (laughs) Let me tell you a story about the time that I had a bunch of... What is that group? What is that group that Kenny Ortega had in his house? (laughs) Stop. It was a joke. (laughs) leave him alone um okay he knew that theoretically he knew that bi people exist troy was bi the way this fanfic just dropped that wait what wait what this says (laughs) maybe this person wrote a fanfic where troy was bi and then this is like a sequel which is interesting. It just says, Troy was by. He had come out to him a couple months ago, and Chad had tried his best to be supportive, but he hadn't thought about it too much since then. Could he be by too? Had he ever liked a guy before? He would know if he he would know if he had right. 
He tried to think back. He remembered back in middle school when Troy had gotten his first girlfriend, and he hadn't exactly reacted the best. Oh my god, now Chad's in love with Troy. What is happening? That had been the first time he felt like he was losing his best friend. Shit, had he been jealous? Had he liked Troy? The more he thought about it, the more it made sense. He still didn't though, right? No, Troy was like a brother to him now. The idea of having a crush on him now was weird. But as he thought back more, he realized that Troy hadn't been his only crush on a guy, or even his first. Shit, that probably meant that he wasn't straight, didn't it? So, what about Ryan? Did he like him? Sure, he could acknowledge that Ryan certainly wasn't unattractive, and he liked being around him. But he had only really started talking to him that day. But it had been a pretty good day. Ryan had not only managed to distract him from the whole Troy drama, but he had convinced him to dance. Because even though he hadn't officially said he would yet, he knew that everyone else knew, and he was going to dance with them in the talent show. And he hated that he was actually kind of excited for it. Chad looked over at the clock on his dresser. 3.14 a.m. Dressing. Shit. Dancing is gay. Tomorrow was going to be hard, for more than one reason. He didn't remember falling asleep, but his first thought when he woke up was of Ryan. His second thought was that he was definitely going to have to break up with Taylor. <gasps> Chad walked in the, oh. into the kitchen at the resort and grabbed a plate for breakfast. As Zeke handed him a, a croissant, he gave him a concerned a croissant. look and, and asked, Are you okay, dude? Chad nodded and shoved the croissant in his mouth. Just tired, he mumbled around his food. He saw Taylor walk in, and he swallowed his food and ran up, on, ran up to her. Hey, do you have a minute? She gave him a look that she gave sometimes, the one that made him feel like she was reading his mind. Is this about... She was interrupted by Mr. Fulton coming in to give everyone their assignments for the day. After he left, she gave him a sad smile. Later, he nodded and she turned to get to work, so he did the same. As predicted, the day felt incredibly long. He was exhausted, making the work even worse than usual. And he hated that he was disappointed that he didn't see Ryan all morning. He and Taylor were finally both free at the same time in the afternoon, right before they were supposed to meet everyone for the first rehearsal of the talent show. They went outside to the empty basketball court. She gestured for him to start. He took a deep breath. You were right. About what? I I think I might, he sighed. Do I have to say it? She crossed her arms. He took another deep breath and started over. I like you, but not the same way I used to. She looked down. God, how was he supposed to do this? He sat down on the ground and leaned against the wall. I'm bi, and I think I might like Ryan. I'm sorry. She sat down next to him and put her hand on his knee. You don't have to apologize for how you feel. He looked up at her. But aren't you mad? She shook her head. I'm not mad. I'm upset, but I'm not mad. I like you, but I can't make you like me back, and I'm glad that you're being honest with me. God, he loved her. He smiled at her. Thanks for being so cool about this. She smiled at him. Just do me a favor, and when I'm around, keep the flirting to a minimum. He huffed out a snort laugh and looked away. I'll try my best. After a second, he looked back at her. We can still be friends, right? She gave him a sad smile. I hope so. It might take a while, though. How long? She shrugged. I'll let you know when I figure it out. They both looked up when they heard the door open. It was Ryan. Because of course it was. He looked a bit awkward. Um, were we about to start re- er, um, we were about to start rehearsal. He gestured behind with his thumb. But I can come back if you two are busy. Taylor shook her head and squeezed Chad's knee once before standing up. No, it's fine. We're done here. She smiled at Ryan before walking inside. Ryan walked up to Chad. Everything all right? Chad nodded. Just peachy. You are doing the show, right? 
You aren't going to make me regret it, are you? Brian smirked. Don't worry, I won't make you do anything you can't handle. Chad smiled and held out his hand. Ryan took it and helped him up. I'd say I can handle anything, but I think you might actually take that as a challenge. Ryan just laughed and held the door open for him. Uh, Chad put his arm around him as the two of them walked inside and into the rehearsal. He dropped his arm and his smile when he saw Taylor. He noticed Gabriella give the two of them a questioning look, but she didn't say anything, and neither did anyone else. Ryan walked over to, to where Kelsey was sitting at the piano. So, do we have a song? She nodded and started passing out sheet music to everyone. That they can all sight sing to. Every day. No. It was a couple days later, <laughs> and Chad had just gotten to work when Fulton came in and tossed a caddy uniform at him. Get dressed, Danforth. You're caddying today. You've been requested. Chad gave him a confused look, but went and changed without question. He walked outside and saw Ryan leaning against a golf cart waiting for him. <gasps> like 16 candles, but it's a golf cart. <gasps> I have never seen it. And then Chad goes, Me? Me? And Ryan goes, Yeah, you. Me? No. I don't even know you. Okay. Chad laughed in disbelief. You're the one who requested me? Ryan just shrugged. Please tell me your sister isn't coming too. Ryan chuckled. Don't worry, Danforth. It's just me this time. He hopped in the cart and Chad followed suit, sitting next to him. Ryan started driving. Chad looked around and noticed that they weren't heading in the direction of the first hole. He looked in the back and didn't see any golf clubs. Hole? Where are we going? Oh my god, he kidnapped him. Where are we going? Ryan just smirked at him. What, don't you trust me? Chad scoffed. I mean, you are an Evans. Ryan put his hand on his chest. You wound me, really. Chad just rolled his eyes and decided to let Ryan take him wherever he was going. After all, he was getting paid to be driven around by his... Cr- friend, his friend. Huh? He, was, he was about to say crush, but his oh, cry. His crush. Eventually, they stopped by a tree near the pond. Oh my god! Wouldn't it be funny if? <laughs> wouldn't it what? be funny if they're out like on the golf course hooking up, and in the distance they see Troy? I'm oh, not. Like, did you hear something? <laughs> I'm not gonna stop. Not gonna stop till I get my shot. Oh I'd be like, God. what the fuck? That'd be so funny. Okay, um. Okay, eventually they stopped by a tree near the pond. There wasn't anyone else around as far as he could see. He looked out across the pond. Nice view. Yeah, Ryan agreed, but when Chad looked back, he could have sworn that Ryan wasn't looking at the pond. But Ryan quickly turned back the cart before. He- Chad could be sure. Ryan pulled a blanket from somewhere and laid it out in the grass. Then he turned back to the cart again. So, I heard about you and Taylor, and I'm not sure what happened or which stage of post-breakup you're at. He turned back to Chad, holding a pint of chocolate ice cream in one hand and two spoons in the other. But I figured everyone likes ice cream. Chad took the ice cream from him. I have a lot of experience with breakups. Ryan shrugged as the two of them sat down on the blanket. Chad took the lid off the ice cream and set it to the side. Well, if you were to ask Char, she'd say that the Evans twins don't get dumped. But just between us, well, we've been through our fair share of ice cream. He held out one of the spoons and Chad took it. The two of them sat and ate their ice cream in silence for a while, before nudged, before Ryan nudged him with his shoulder. So? So what? What happened with you and Taylor? Chad shrugged. It's not that exciting of a story. Ryan just gave him a look. Chad rolled his eyes. I just told her that I liked you. Seriously, like, I guess we sort of had a fight the night before, but it's not like either of us did anything wrong. Not really. I guess I just realized that I didn't like her anymore, romantically anyway. 
We're still friends. He frowned, I hope. Ryan nodded. Well, as far as breakups go, it could certainly be worse. Chad nodded. Yeah, he took a bite of ice cream and then pointed at Ryan with a spoon. What about you? What about me? Do you have any good breakup stories? Ryan shrugged. One or two. Chad tried to imitate the look Ryan had given him earlier. Ryan sighed. Okay, so there was this guy at this theater camp Shar and I went to a couple of years ago. <sighs> theater camp. I was probably a, It was probably a couple hours later, but it felt like no time at all before the two of them were lying on the ground laughing, the now empty ice cream container and spoons abandoned a few feet away. Chad just found it so easy to talk to Ryan. He didn't know why. He hadn't gotten mm-hmm. this close to anyone this quickly since he'd met Troy in kindergarten. This was only like the, t- the third time the two of them had really hung out, but he already felt like they'd known each other for years. Suddenly, years. Ryan stood up. Do you want to see some of the choreography I've been working on for the show? Chad shrugged. Go for it. The next thing he knew, he was being pulled to his feet. He laughed. Wait, I didn't agree with this. Ryan just smiled at him. Sure you did. Besides, it takes two people. Chad let Ryan lead him in the choreography, surprised at how willing he was to dance when Ryan asked him to. Mm-hmm. The Wildcats had rehearsal as often as they could, but it wasn't often that they could get everyone together at once. More often than not, they rehearsed in smaller groups, either working on the song with Kelsey or the choreography with Ryan. Chad's favorite rehearsals, though, were the private dance lessons with just the two of them that Ryan Ooh, had insisted he'd needed. Chad quickly discovered that dancing was just as much a sport as basketball or baseball. And suddenly, how in shape Ryan was made a lot of sense. Not that he paid much attention attention to that kind of thing. The rehearsals the were every bit as hard as back to ball practice, or maybe practice, and maybe or maybe even harder. But he'd die before he admitted that to anyone. But it was all worth it because he got to spend time in close proximity to Ryan. And God, if you had told him even a month ago that he would not only tolerate but look forward to private dance lessons with Ryan Evans, he'd tell you you were crazy. But here he was, dancing. And maybe it was because he had a crush on Ryan. Maybe it was because it was an escape from thinking about the fact that he and his best friend were hardly speaking. Maybe it was because (laughs) because he technically was getting paid for it because they had managed to sneak most of the rehearsals in while he was still on the clock. Maybe it was some combination of those things. Regardless... Maybe it was the universe turning. Maybe (laughs) it was the chicken sandwich I had for breakfast. Chad was having a surprisingly good summer at Lava Springs. At one rehearsal, only about a week out from the show, when Chad really didn't need the private lessons anymore but had no interest in stopping anytime soon, the two of them were taking a water break, sitting on the floor, leaning against a wall... The rehearsal had gone really well, and not just the dancing. Chad was feeling pretty confident. Not that he was ever not confident, of course. Can I Mm -hmm, tell you something? Ryan shrugged. Of course. Chad took a deep breath, not looking at Ryan. Why was this suddenly so hard? I'm bi. Chad could feel Ryan looking at him, so he finally looked up to see the surprise on his face. But he also seemed happy, maybe? It was hard to tell. Okay. Taylor's the only person who knows. Ryan nodded. Well, I'm honored that you trust me enough to tell me. Chad shrugged. Of course I trust you. Besides, I figured you're gay, so you'd get it, right? Ryan nodded. That's when he's like, I'm not gay. (laughs) Ryan nodded, yeah. Yeah. Chad nodded and looked away again. It's kind of why Taylor and I broke up, actually. Wait, did she have a problem with it or something? Ryan's like, 
Is she biphobic? I'm gonna kick her ass. <laughs> Do I have to beat someone up? Chad shook his head. No, I guess it wasn't d- directly because of that. It was more like because of how I realized it. What do you mean? I realized that I like someone. Someone who's not her. A guy. Chad nodded, even though it wasn't a question. Yeah. Ryan nudged him with his shoulder. Well, are you going to tell me who it is? Chad huffed out a short laugh. Tell you what, I'll give you three guesses. Ryan nodded and looked away thoughtfully. Is it Troy? Chad scoffed. Hell no. That guy's like a brother to me. He shook his head. Although looking back, I think I might have had a crush on him back in the day. Ryan chuckled. Honestly, who didn't? Chad couldn't help but slight, but laugh slightly at that. So if it's not <laughs> Troy, is it Zeke? Chad laughed in disbelief. What? Why would it be Zeke? Ryan shrugged. I don't know. You've had his cookies, right? Are you just listing guys you've had crushes on? Ryan smirked. Wouldn't you like to know? Chad shook his head. Come on, one more guess. If you're wrong, you'll never know who it is. Honestly, Chad wasn't sure whether or not he wanted Ryan to guess it. Ryan had certainly... Never been subtle with his flirting, but he had been getting bolder recently, especially when they were alone. Still, there was something in the back of Chad's mind that didn't want to be- that didn't want to believe that Ryan could like him back. Ryan appeared to think for a few seconds before turning back to Chad. Is it he gave Chad another smirk? Chad was suddenly hyper aware of how close they were. Their entire they were literally in each other. <laughs> they're. they're- their entire sides were pressed up against each other. Me? Ryan slowly reached out and interlocked their fingers, apparently very sure in his guess. Everyone's interlocking fingers in these stories. Everyone's doing it these Interlocked. Uh, Chad looked down at their hands and felt his heart race. He looked back up at Ryan and smiled. Instead of answering, he lifted his free hand up to Ryan's cheek. The two of them leaned forward and finally closed the distance between them. Chad smiled into the kiss, almost unable to believe that this was happening. As they separated, oh they leaned their foreheads, toge- their foreheads together and just smiled what? for a few seconds. I've been wanting to do that for a long time, Ryan said quietly. Me too. So does that mean I was right? Chad just laughed and leaned forward to pull him into another kiss, this one more passionate than the first. Eventually they had Ooh. to come up for air, and because they weren't exactly sitting in the most comfortable position for this particular activity. Ryan stood up, not letting go of Chad's hand, and pulled Chad up with him. He led him out of the room, down the hall, and into the dressing room. Chad closed the door behind them and was about to pull him into another kiss, but Ryan put out a hand to stop him. Wait, we should probably talk first. Like, what exactly is this? Are we going to tell people? Chad sighed. He hated that Ryan was right. Why couldn't they just keep kissing and work out the details later? They walked over and sat down on the couch. So... First question, what are we? Chad nodded. Okay, how does boyfriend Vampires. sound? <laughs> Vampires. Um, Ryan smiled. It sounds good to me. Chad let out a breath and he didn't know he was holding and smiled. And the other question? Chad looked down. Well, Taylor already knows, but I don't know if I'm ready for anyone else to know. Not yet, anyway. Okay, Ryan nodded and squeezed his hand. We can tell people on your terms. Chad looked up. Are you sure? Ryan smiled at him. Of course, Chad nodded. Then he frowned and looked away. Ryan gave him a concerned look. What's wrong? It's just, it feels weird not telling Troy, you know? Ryan nodded. I mean, up until like a month ago, we told each other literally everything. And now, honestly, I'm not sure if he even knows that I broke up with Taylor. Ryan gave him a smile, a sad smile and squeezed his hand. I'm sorry. 
Chad shook his head. It's fine. I'm sure he'll get his head out of his ass eventually, (laughs) and I'll forgive him, but right now he's just so frustrating. Ryan nodded. Yeah, that's how I feel about Sharpay right now. Chad snorted. And for what it's worth, I know how easy it is to be manipulated by her, you know? My sister is very good at getting what she wants, and you shouldn't hold that against Troy. Chad shook his head. No, the talent show, the college stuff, that's whatever. Sharpay didn't make him start treating the rest of us like dirt. Oop. There we go, and that's the truth. Ryan shrugged. People tend to act like the people they spend time with. But they don't have to. No, they don't. As Chad was walking back to the kitchen, he ran into Taylor and she gave him a look. He realized that he probably looked a bit disheveled and he knew that she... He, and she knew that it wasn't just from dancing. Shut up. She smiled. I didn't say anything. They both laughed and when, and then walked into the kitchen together. But they quickly grew more serious as she gave her announcement from Fulton. God, he could kill Sharpay, but it looked like Gabriella was about to beat him to it. So he grabbed one of the flyers, turned around, and walked back to the way he came. He walked right into Ryan's dressing room, where he was still looking in the mirror trying to fix his hair from earlier. Ryan looked over at him in confusion, which quickly turned to concern. Chad just handed him the slightly crumpled paper. It hit him as Ryan looked back at him after reading the paper that he had never seen Ryan angry before. He didn't think he liked it. He wanted to punch something or someone, preferably someone with blonde hair and designer flip-flops. This isn't fair. I know. You worked so hard. So did all of you. Chad shook his head. Yeah, but especially you. And I don't think any of us care about this as much as you do. How can she do this to her own brother? I don't know. She'll do anything to get what she wants. Is there anything you can do? Ryan sighed. Well, I could try to go to my parents, but I doubt that would work. She's probably expecting that. He shook his head. No, we gotta beat her at her own game somehow. Do you have a plan? Ryan bit his lip. I don't know. There's a reason Sharpay's always been the one to plan everything. Out of the two of us, she's got the brains. Really? Yeah, I was gonna... What? (laughs) Is that true? Well, what'd you get? Oh, well, what did you get? The looks, obviously. And despite the situation, or maybe because of it, Chad couldn't help but laugh at that. He shook his head. Well, you're not wrong there, but I'm sure you'll think of something. Yeah, I'll let you know if I do. Chad brought his hand up to Ryan's cheek. I'm sorry. Ryan leaned his forehead, I keep messing that up, forehead against Chad's and closed his eyes. Me too. In the end, Ryan did think of something, and somehow it worked. Not only did Troy finally pull his head out of his ass and apologize to everyone, and okay, that part probably wasn't Ryan's doing, but Sharpay even gave Ryan the Star Dazzle Award. Chad almost couldn't believe it. Almost. Because it was Ryan, and Chad had always believed in Ryan. That night, Troy gave Chad a a ride home. Then They didn't talk much, but when he stopped in front of Chad's house, Chad didn't get out of the car right away. Troy looked over at him in concern. Hey, are you okay, man? Chad nodded. Yeah, it's just, you missed a lot this summer, Bolton. Troy gave him a confused look. Like what? Like everyone's gay now. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're all fucking. This shouldn't be scary. This was Troy, his best friend, his brother. Who was also bi. I keep forgetting that Troy is also bi. Why is this happening? Chad took a deep breath. I'm bi. Troy looked at him in surprise. Oh, okay. Chad nodded. There's more. Troy looked even more confused. I have a boyfriend. Wait, what? What happened to Taylor? Chad could almost laugh, even though it wasn't really funny. Dude, we broke up like forever ago. And okay, maybe it had been maybe... Oh, and okay, it had been maybe two months at most, but a lot had happened in the two months. 
when, right after that baseball game, Chad could practically see the te- the gears turning in Troy's head. It was almost painful to <laughs> watch. <laughs> Wait, so who are you dating then? Ryan. Chad could have seen <laughs> Troy's head just about exploded. Wait, what? Since when? About a week ago? Oh, yeah. Did I miss anything else? Chad thought for a second. I don't think so. Troy nodded. Cool. They sat there in silence for a second before suddenly Troy let out a short, disbelieving laugh. Chad looked over at him. Wow, I'm an idiot. Not that I'm disagreeing with you here, but why? He shook his head. I can't believe I was actually jealous of him hanging out with Gabriella. Chad laughed. Yeah, Ryan told me about that. You do know he's been openly gay since, like, 8th grade, right? Troy laughed again, shaking his head. Yeah, I guess I just wasn't thinking straight. Chad snorted. Are you ever? Troy shoved him. Shut up. Chad laughed. You know... Chad laughed. You know you love me, Bolton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, get out of my truck, Danforth. Chad opened the door and stepped out. See you tomorrow? Troy nodded and Chad closed the door. They waved goodbye to each other one last time before Chad walked into his house and Troy drove away. The next day was the end of the summer staff pool party. Miley Cyrus was there. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Everyone was dancing and laughing and talking and having a good time. Chad pulled Ryan into the pool, and the two of them swam around for a while. They were just standing there in the middle of the pool looking at each other for maybe a second too long when Chad realized how badly he wanted to be able to kiss him in public. He looked over at Troy and Gabriella. It wasn't fair that they could show as much affection to each other as they wanted to without caring what anyone else thought. Then, as he looked at Troy, he realized that he didn't care what anyone else thought. Now that Troy knew, it was like a weight had been lifted off his shoulders, and nobody else's opinions of them really mattered. Certainly not anyone else in this pool right now who were all either friends or who he knew he'd be cool with it or other staff members he'd probably never see again after that summer. Chad, you okay? Chad looked back at Ryan, suddenly more sure than he had ever been about anything. You said we could tell people on my terms, right? Ryan nodded, looking confused. Yeah, why? Chad nodded. Fuck it. And he put his hands on either side of Ryan's face and pulled him into a kiss, right there in the middle of the pool in front of everybody. When Chad opened his eyes, suddenly Sharpay was standing right next to her brother. He definitely did not jump. Shut up, Troy. Wait, what? Jump, jump? I don't know. Oh, like, he was so scared that Sharpay was there, he, like, jumped. Uh. Uh, Ryan moved out of her way as she stepped up to Chad, despite how Much shorter than him she was, she somehow managed to look intimidating, standing there in the pool in her swimsuit. She took off her sunglasses and put her finger on his chest. If you even think about hurting my brother, she smiled and tilted her head to the side. Well, I don't think I need to tell you what I'm capable of. Chad nodded quickly. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Good. She put her sunglasses on. Back, back on, turned around and walked away. Ryan glared after her as she walked away before turning back to Chad. Sorry about her. Chad shook his head. It's fine. He smiled and tilted his head to the side. Now where were we? Ryan smiled and pulled Chad back in for another kiss. The end. That was long. <laughs> that was long. And the most shocking thing was that Troy was by. Honest to God, that was the most shocking thing. Like the rest of it was pretty boring. I just like how much that that person who wrote it hates Troy and kept saying, pull his head out of his ass. Anyways. Troy, you know that dumb bitch? 
That was uh, another fanfic episode for everyone. Ooh. Hope you enjoyed it, I guess. Um, yeah. Thanks for mm-hmm. uh, listening. And uh, we'll read. If you fell asleep during that last one, just think of it as ASMR. We'll read more fanfic uh, sometime soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.